Good Monday morning, my friends. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, Polly, we are all very jealous of you being in Cape Canaveral and enjoying the 80-degree sun and uh, beaches and all that. Have a great, great time. Uh, and we will just uh, continue to be jealous of you. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, uh, what is happening this week? Uh, I know that I heard from, um, you know, I heard from everybody that Creekside went well. Uh, Todd did a good job leading, and uh, there was a new, new, new person there, which is cool. Uh, so, gotta love all that. Uh, I followed up with him, and, uh, you know, haven't heard back yet, uh, but I'm looking forward to, to continuing the conversation with with him, uh, I had a great time in Flint uh, in the morning. Spent some time with uh, with their session, uh, Janet and Joanne. And uh, Janet, I'm pretty sure will be listening to this uh, this podcast. So glad to have you with us. And uh, then spent the evening uh, in Fowlerville, and uh, so it was really good to to be there and hang out with the Webby Clan. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's just it was a it was a good it was a good weekend. Um we have Doubt on Tap this week, Tuesday night, eight o'clock. We have pipe night happening Friday night in uh Fowlerville at the barn. Um and uh so we got got those things going on. Uh Tuesday I will not be at Doubt on Tap. I will be at the basketball game. Uh, it's a huge, huge game in the community between Ann Arbor Huron and Lincoln uh, for the league championship. And uh, so we're kind of coming down to it here with the basketball season as we, as the, the high school team begins to, to make their uh, playoff run. And so Amy and I will be present at those games because that's what we do, right? I mean, this is, this is what being, being missional is all about. It's not programs uh, it's not systems it is having a faithful presence in the places that matter uh, for our communities and so so whatever that looks like that's that's what we want to that's what we want to pursue so uh, for us for this little for this particular season it's going to be showing up at uh, at these basketball games um, and so I would encourage you to to really kind of think through what does it look like in your community uh, where you live to to show up and and be present, uh, it's it's just it's important stuff. So so please uh, please think through that. Um, other than that, I don't think there are any other any other big announcements. I you know I I would encourage you to uh, to think through uh, how how you are going to keep the vision of um of a missional community in front of in front of your missional community right like how do you how do you keep vision uh, at, at kind of the uh, kind of the four um whether that is in the context of uh, the conversations around the scripture, or maybe that is around the communion table, uh, whenever that whenever that happens, uh, whenever that opportunity presents itself, 
I really want to encourage you to think through to think through that uh, because it's very easy for us to settle in to uh, our predictable patterns, our rhythms, our routines, and miss on on keeping the whole purpose of what it is that we're doing with missional communities in front of folks. And you know, I, I know I have been guilty of that uh, over the last you know probably over the last couple of years uh, in Creekside. And so, so really, we'd encourage you to be intentional about trying to keep, trying to keep the vision in front of, in front of your, your MCs. Um, something that I would also ask you to, uh, to pray for, uh, just to kind of, kind of be aware of is, uh, you know, asking God to, to continue to raise up persons of peace and leaders who can, uh, open up new neighborhoods and uh, who can lead new missional communities that would be uh, that's 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 where we're going right I mean this is what the Acts 13 network is all about it's it's about taking taking the next steps and and moving forward towards uh, towards more and more missional communities not for the sake of m- having multiple missional communities but for the sake of creating creating spiritual communities for people who have um who are on the fringes who are unchurched dechurched uh creating creating these these spaces for them to to connect and reconnect and be able to pursue a uh, relationship because you know what we're learning in first john is that uh the the goal of the goal of the gospel is reconciled relationships and that's what I mean that's what missional community is all about, right? Is is helping helping to create spaces for people to connect in a relationship, to have that fellowship, to uh, to to experience these redeemed and reconciled relationships. So so yeah, so that's uh, a little little some thoughts uh, as we as we get this week going. Hopefully those are helpful. If not, uh, just ignore them. Whatever. So. Uh, our passage this week, First John chapter two verse twenty eight through chapter four verse six, and just like last week, we are looking at here at a longer passage. Um, so again, get creative, break it up, choose particular section to focus on, give more weight to whatever it is. Um, you know, be be paying attention to uh, to either what you're interested in in the passage or what. Uh, you think will resonate most deeply with your particular missional community, and uh, and remember, you can just give you can give Christian remarks on the whole, and then focus in on the particular, or you can leave the Christian remarks aside and just focus in on, uh, on on the key on what you consider to be the the most important or key or central passage. So, uh, so this week, uh, the fallen condition focus, uh, well. Before we get there, let me read. Let me read the passage uh, because it's it's good to read this together. So uh, we are in First John chapter two, verse beginning in verse twenty-eight. It says, "And now, dear children, continue in Him, so that when He appears, we may be confident and unashamed before Him at His coming. If you know that He is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of Him. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, and that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are." The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. 
Dear friends, we now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin, because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning. Because they have been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. For this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with action and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth, and we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask, because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command, to believe the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him, and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the Spirit he gave us. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because, they, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world, and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. All right, again, uh, loads and loads here. Uh, probably way too much to... Uh, again, we could spend weeks uh, just on, on those passages alone. Um, so uh, the fallen condition focus this week, we believe that we are the captains of our souls. Uh, we, in a sense, you know, we, we think we belong uh, to ourselves. But what John is pointing out here is that, no, the Christ's redemptive purpose is that we belong to Christ. Uh, our identity, who we are, is rooted in Christ and is not rooted in ourselves. Um, 
So I would say the message, big idea, joy is not a feeling, but an identity, right? Uh, joy is not a feeling, but an identity. Uh, it is, it is who we are and we get to, we get to rest in that, in that reality. Uh, so, uh, we have John's longest exposition here of the moral test. I remember he uses three tests, uh, that he is going to, that he keeps going back to and, and, and works his way through, uh, the moral test, uh, which is the or righteousness, the social test, which is love and the doctrinal test, which is belief. And uh, so here in 228 through 310, we kind of have his longest, uh, his longest teaching on this. Uh, John continues uh, to press on into the center of joy, the reality that we are in Christ. So being in Christ is what roots us in reconciliation. The gospel brings us together into fellowship with one another and with God. Uh, so in verse 3, 1, you have this, this exclamation, right? See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. This is, this is, is the, the root here. Uh, so our, our uh, being embraced uh, by God is, is centered in love. The context is love, a love that uh, we did not earn. And, it, and this is the context that drives the rest of the passage. So you have to... As you walk through all of this, we have to understand that it is in the context of this love that is lavished on us, right? So, so don't you want to you don't want to move too far away from that reality. You want to keep bringing it back to the context of of love. Um, so, John, as John sets the stage for his call to righteousness, he is doing so from our new identity, rooted in the love of the Father through Christ just this is so so important and we cannot we cannot overstate that um john's call for righteous living is not coming from a vacuum right what he's doing is he's calling us to a recognition of who we are he's calling us to a recognition of who we are so he's going to say hey you 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 know he's saying you have to live this righteous life uh you, you know he goes and he goes on this whole thing about no one who's in Christ sin continues sinning and all these kind of things but it's all rooted it's all rooted in the the reality that we are the children of God uh, in the context of God's lavished love um, and so you know here we are uh, John calling us to recognize who who we truly are who our identity is uh, which is pretty amazing to think about him making this statement in the first century when here we are in uh, the 21st century in a culture that is all about everybody living their truth, right? That's, that's the phrase that, that, comes, that comes out all the time, live your truth. Uh, and we get, caught up, we get caught up in superficial things, gender, sexual orientation, politics, dogma, uh, you know, and the like, and we root our identities there. And what John's saying is, no, our, ident- our identity is at a deeper place, a place that transcends that. Uh, children of God who will be like the resurrected Christ. Children of God who will be like the resurrected Christ. That in and of itself is enough to just sit and dwell on for a week. I mean, you know, he says, uh, you know, this this statement that he makes um, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. <laughs> what a statement. What a statement. Our, 
we will finally understand who we really are as we finally see Christ for who he really is. I mean, guys, we could go down a whole uh, a whole rabbit trail, right, of um, quantum physics and uh, string theory and all kinds of things here uh, with this with this observed reality, like the reality of, of who we are changes as we observe Christ. I mean, this is this is this is big stuff. Um, so, if you can't get past that in your conversation, that's fine. Like dwell dwell on that if if you need to in verses 4 through 10 uh John is engaging uh with his conversation partners again those gnostics uh they were and they were given to all kinds of earthly sin because they didn't view the material world as sacred it was only profane uh and so what mattered was the knowledge of the truth of the spiritual realm which we talked about last week and as long as you understood this you had license in the material world John's argument is that one who has seen or known the father would live a life of righteousness it would no longer go on intentionally or actively pursuing a life of sin. And this is why he gets into this whole lawlessness thing. Um, and lic- this, this license that, uh, that he's pointing to. Uh, and then in beginning in verse 11, we move into a conversation uh, you know, about, uh, in verse 11 through 18, we get into this conversation about love. Uh, so he, John is, is doubling down. On loving one another is a test for being considered a child of God. Verse 13, he hits on uh, on this. He says, do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. Uh, I think that's a fascinating statement. It's something for us to really think about. Uh, you know, if if we are going to actually love well, uh, this world is may hate us. And I can think about, uh, I think about a conversation that took place at Down on Tap a couple weeks ago. Uh, where uh, we were talking about the non-binary, or what me, what we might say is a good bad split, and I was asking the people, the people around the table, if they could identify one thing, because uh, most of the, I think almost all the people around the table were uh, are folks who, uh, you know, who who are not, let's say, not fans of of President Trump, and I said, and I just asked the question, you know, can you identify one thing that you think he did? It was good. Or can you acknowledge that, um, you know, could you acknowledge that uh, the criminal justice reform bill that was passed was, was a good thing? And it got heated really fast. Um, and, and I've done this, uh, I've done this with people on the other side of the political spectrum, right? Uh, and so when you, you know, when you begin to, to have these, these kinds of conversations, um, when you are seeking to love someone who a person re- refers to or understands as the other, then uh, it makes it very difficult for them to like you or love you, and, and you will begin to experience uh, a hatred from them. Because here's the thing, and this this really echoes what Paul is talking about, uh, where he says the follower of Jesus smells like life or stinks like, like death. Like there's no in-between. There's not a lot of not a lot of gray area when we love deeply and love sacrificially people will perceive perceive, I can't talk will perceive that in a way uh, that will make them hate us or will make them love us Uh, and you see it all the time Uh, you know like I said in the in the politics thing Um, and so uh, we want to keep pushing we want to push we want to push as 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 followers of Christ uh, towards this definition of love uh, this is this is how we know what love is. John says in verse sixteen, 
Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Uh, this is this is pretty significant, uh, significant stuff. Uh, we we need to understand that uh, <laughs> uh, that love is love is action and it is sacrificial. Uh, and there are a lot of us in the evangelical church that struggle with this. I mean, look at. You, know, you look at what, what he says in verse 17, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can, he, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech but with actions and in truth. And if I'm going to camp out in one place, it is right there. Uh, that we do, not, we do not love, let us not love with words or speech but in a, both actions and in truth. Uh, acta non verba, as our friend the Todd would say. Um, so, so, you know, 16 through 18, man, it's, it, that is like, that is just like one of the best passages in the whole flipping Bible, if you ask me. Uh, and then you get into, uh, he gives some assurance here. Uh, again, this kind of follows his pattern, right? Hard teachings, hard stuff. I'm challenging you. I'm pushing you. I want you to think. I want you to wrestle through, John is, is basically saying. But then he comes back. He comes back and says, okay, but you're doing all right. You're doing all right. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like he, he is aware that he just laid out some really hard stuff. Uh, and so he says in a nutshell that our hearts need to be at rest in the presence of God. Uh, we need, we need to be at rest and we can set them at rest if we can trust the reality that we are doing what pleases God. So how do we do that? Well, we believe in the name of Jesus Christ and love one another. It's all circular friends. It, It all, it all just keeps coming back to love one another. Believe in Jesus the Christ and love one another, and uh, and then our hearts can can be at rest, and, and so we need we need to we need to pursue that, um, and then we get the the doctrine test or the belief test here in verses one through six in chapter four, uh, and and I think what's interesting is is as we look at this passage because there is cultural discontinuity here right, uh, in our in our time uh, the issue is not whether or not Jesus was a man. Uh, a lot of most people who have any semblance of an honest approach to history understand that Jesus was a historical person. Um, the bump in the road for our culture is the lack of belief that Jesus is the Christ, uh, which John dealt with back in two twenty-two. So too often we think of ancient people as simpletons. Uh, this is of course totally false. They were just as savvy as us, and they came up with the same ideas that folks do today. And one of the things that John points us to is that we need to make some uh, personal discernment decisions here as well. Uh, how do we judge what is true and what is false? Uh, and we do so by identifying those speaking, uh, by by those who are speaking in their position on Jesus. Is is the Christ? Is he the Christ? And is he a man? Uh, if he's a both and, uh, then then we have to take stock of what we are experiencing in our spirit. Uh, so in a sense, we can trust ourselves. Is what John is saying, right? Uh, so oftentimes. We, we just know when somebody is full of it and we need to trust the spirit that lives in us. And that takes time. It takes time for us to, um, to learn how to, to hear that, right? Um, and so that may be a great place to have some conversation too, is just saying, how do you know? How do you, how do you test the spirits? How do you test your, 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 the spirit that is within. How do you know it's the Holy Spirit uh, that is, you know, that is speaking to you? 
How do you know that it's Holy Spirit speaking to you and it's not, it's not just yourself or your flesh or, or the lust of the eyes, the, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of, pride of life. How do you know it's not those things that are that are speaking to you? Um, so that may be a great, that may be a really fun place to to camp out and have some some good conversation about. Um, but the thing that I'm going to come back to and the thing that I'm going to uh, press as 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 application from this week uh, is am I loving via words or actions right uh, do, do, does my life bear out does does my life bear out uh, love uh, am I am I loving am I loving uh, with uh, in my in my deeds as much as I am with with my words it's very easy to love with words it's much more difficult uh, to love to love in action and uh in with how we live. So that will be my that'll that'll really probably be my my significant challenge uh to everybody this week. So all right. Uh that's the passage, that's the stuff. Uh hopefully this is helpful. As always, please let me know what you want to hear more of in this podcast or less of in this podcast uh that will help you grow, that will help you prepare uh for the week that's coming. Uh, because that's that's the whole point of this, and uh, so uh, reach out. To, you know, let's let's have the conversation on Telegram, uh, in the MCL chat, and uh, you know, let's let's keep let's keep working on this. So appreciate you guys. Thank you for leading. Thank you for the role that you play in the lives of our communities. Uh, you you all are are storing up for yourselves uh, treasures in heaven. Truly, 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 and uh, truly appreciate you and and all that you're doing. All right. Uh, We'll be talking, guys. Thanks.